Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. As we spoke with uh, Mr. McKay in the last hour about the case of Admiral Mark Norman, and, uh, and I asked Mr. McKay whether he believed that something that he or his fellow former ministers in the Stephen Harper government, Jason Kenney and Aaron O'Toole, might have said to Marie Hennon, the lead counsel for Admiral Norman, may have in fact been what caused the prosecution to say, no mas, we've had enough. We're staying the uh, proceeding against the admiral. It's quite possible that that's what happened. And the RCMP did not specifically, except for a very narrow interview with uh, Mr. McKay, pursue information from the former cabinet ministers in the Harper government when they were investigating Admiral Norman. Um, with me now is Major General Lewis McKenzie, retired, and uh, he commanded the UN Protection Force in Sarajevo and is the author of Peacekeeper, The Road to Sarajevo. And uh, I've been talking to uh, General McKenzie for years. And General, thank you for coming back on the show. And, uh, and you know Admiral Norman quite well, do you not? Yeah, uh, I know him. Uh, we... We are separated, unfortunately, by a couple of decades, <laughs> but I certainly know him and admire him, yes. So uh, what are your thoughts about him as a professional member of the military? Well, that's why uh, at least Army soldiers have a description for what's been happening over the last year plus, and that's a dog's breakfast, because that's what it's turned into. Uh but what one keeps coming back to that relates to Leslie probably is his character, because I'm still not convinced that Leslie was going to give evidence against the government as part of the defense team, but he was going to speak up, as any number of us would, on the man's character, having served with him side by side, one commanding the Navy, one commanding the Air Force. But, you know, my, my evaluation of this whole thing, Roy, is... And, and this is not a history lesson because everybody knows it. It won't take me but a minute. You know, a couple of years ago, our Navy at sea reminded me of Oliver Twist's, uh, you know, uh, sir, I want, could I have some more, sir? Can I have some more, sir? Well, we were like that, getting service by foreign navies, uh, tankers, as they're known, with fuel, saying the same thing. Can we have some more fuel, please? Because we didn't have the ability to fuel our, our ships at sea, our surface combatants. And so a quick answer was offered by Davy Shipyards in Quebec that said, we can convert an existing ship to do what you, what you need. And, uh, and Jason Kenney endorsed that and took it to Cabinet, and a sole source contract was let. But then down in my province of Nova Scotia, Irving, with a lot of influence and a lot of major contributions to the Liberal Party, uh, sent a letter to, and I must admit, a friend of mine, Scott Bryson, and said, you know, we want in on this. We want to be able to bid on the contract. And, and there was nothing wrong with that up until that time. But then when it was leaked, and there was only about, I think, 14 leaks from that meeting, when it was leaked that, in fact, Cabinet might be, hadn't, but might be considering cancelling uh, the sole source contract and throw it out for bidding, 
then all hell broke loose in Quebec because Irving would have taken three years to design what they were going to build and then a couple of years plus to, to build it. It'd be five or six years before the Navy was resupplied again. So all hell broke loose in Quebec where there are a fair number of seats in any federal election and they needed a scapegoat. I'm talking about the government. Cabinet needed a scapegoat. Left, right, left, right, march forward, Mark Norman, who was commander of the Navy at the time, didn't did everything in his power legally to look after his navy, so it could actually go to sea. And uh, but but he was a scapegoat, and they got caught out after this embarrassing last year of of of, of if I'm ever in trouble, will you please recommend me uh, to his lawyer? I'd, I'd really like your defense. Thank you very much. Up to and including murder, for God's sake. I think there's a lot of people who have written down Marie Hannon and have her business <laughs> number on their phones on, on rapid dial, you know, on speed dial. That's right. That still exists. No. But but you were well, talking... Up, I'm he, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he. I was just saying, he ended up as a scapegoat, and I don't believe what the press is printing, and I have no inside information to confirm this, but John Vance... And Mark Norman literally grew up together side by side. We all know the story. They're taking baths in the same bathtub when they're three and four or five years old down at Kingston where their fathers, one of which, Mark Norman's father, was one of my instructors as a colonel when I was a captain at Staff College. I mean, it was a way too fast that Vance cut his friend loose. A way too fast. He didn't make that decision, in my estimation, on his own. There was... One of those mystery phone calls that never exist, you know, from PCO or PMO or wherever. But I'm convinced that, that he was under some pressure uh, to cut Norman loose. And uh, that was the beginning of the slippery slope for the government because they've been caught out. Yeah, and General McKenzie, when they did cut loose Admiral uh, Norman, they did so in a very distasteful manner because he was left hanging for about seven or eight days where nobody knew why he'd been relieved of his of his command that Absolutely. he was he was was it spying was it some sort of sexual thing that had been going on there was all Absolutely. sorts of questions and there was no answer given for i think it was a week plus yeah. and you can imagine at that time kids going to school uh, headlines in the paper you know wife what i don't know if uh, miss norman has a job but whatever uh, out in public even if it's just going to buy groceries or something yep. like that i mean how humiliating really because they didn't know at the time that there was going to be vindication in a, in a couple of years exactly <laughs> but, uh, so very 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 difficult now, now you 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 mentioned uh, uh, andrew leslie uh, the former lieutenant general the head of the army mm -hmm who was also a Liberal member of Parliament, still is, but won't run again in October. And he, right. he made it known to the Liberal Party, he made it known, uh, I guess, nationally, that he would be, he was on the witness list for Marie Hannon. Um, right. and, and can we go back to that? Do you think it was, what, did, what does your instinct tell you, that it was as a character witness, or was there maybe something more in play here? I, I think, personally, that it was not something more. I think it was two colleagues, uh, Everyone talked about this warm embrace outside the court. It was probably the coolest embrace I've seen in a long time. Uh, it was sure they hands out, but there wasn't a lot of body to body contact. It was over very fast. They exchanged pleasantries, 
probably something along the line of good luck, thank you, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So it got built into a love affair, for God's sake, on some of the media reports. Yeah. But no, uh, it was two colleagues and, and one, and he made that decision a year ago. So I, I, give, him, I give him credit for that. Uh, the rest of us went out and joined the GoFundMe page, and, and uh, that up to 340000 now, 345 I think. So a tremendous amount of respect and support for an outstanding uh, general officer. Well, Navy, Admiral officer, yeah. flag officer. So let, let me ask you this. The, the Admiral said he would like to have his, he wants his old job back. The current mm. Minister of Defense has said that's not going to happen. We can't hear uh, General Vance. I've been putting my ear to the railroad track. I can't hear him. Um, should he get his job back? And then part B of that question is, do you think, given what's gone on, that Admiral Norman can actually work with General Vance now? Well, it's an interesting question, and I would hold out for something better. A VCDS is probably the least desirable job in the entire Canadian forces because you're responsible for everything while a CDS gets the credit uh, when things go right. Uh, you're responsible for money, and none of us like being responsible for budgets and things like that. So I would speculate, and this is strictly speculation, that there are better things in the offing. For example, when I say better as compared to the difficulty of going back and reoccupying your office. Although I've been told, uh, not by not by Mark, uh, but by others, that he had his entire office filmed, pictures taken where everything was. This was a couple of years ago. And, uh, and his plan was, when he was vindicated, he would have everything put back in the office where it was, have pictures taken, him behind the desk, and then he'd resign. Uh, so whether that's going to happen, I don't know. But there are jobs like uh, the chair of the military committee in Brussels for NATO. Canada's uh, time is coming up, uh, or turn, I should say, is coming up. That's a four-star. That's a that's one rank up from what he holds now. That would be pretty good. Some people have actually speculated if we are going to buy submarines under Shear, they'd probably be Japanese, and we need an ambassador to Japan. Uh, and so that's a possibility. So there are some good diplomatic posts. So he gets out of this, what we affectionately call capital punishment, uh, Ottawa, posting in Ottawa, and uh, and perhaps find something even more attractive. I don't know if he's, you know, his personality just doesn't strike me as the personality to say, yeah, okay, uh, I'm going to sue, defamation of character. Although I wish he would. I want him to. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. He's not the I, he's not necessarily the type that would make that that uh, decision without a lot of thought, and that's probably what he's going through now. Because he does have some options, mm-hmm. uh, you know. To to uh, everybody says Kadar plus five hundred thousand type of thing. <laughs> right, I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, well, we'll see. Obviously, we'll see what's going to happen. He said he'll 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 speak shortly about what's gone yeah. on and. So I'm looking forward to hearing what the Admiral has to say. John McKenzie, it's always great talking to you. And and, and uh, I didn't know this. I should have known it. But congratulations for being uh, included in the Canadian Motor Racing Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was that was a, a wee bit of a shock. But uh, I, I must say I was... I was I couldn't have been more surprised. I normally don't get surprised on these things, but no, I was very surprised, and it's just great 
recognition recognition of endurance, I guess. <laughs> well, right, congratulations on that. Good to talk Funny, to you again. Funny. Take care. Thanks Cheers so much. Bye bye. Bye bye, Major General Lewis McKenzie. Uh, who was the head of the uh, UN peacekeeping force in Sarajevo during the conflict there. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.